Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Test of my good evening, it's half past five. This is update for Tuesday, 28th of February, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the island. Background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates. And the newsmakers in person tonight. Former government minister told to apologise for inappropriate conduct. A site foreman gets a suspended sentence after the death of a co-worker. A review into sex education curriculum as soon as possible. 2000 signed the petition to keep uh, Sorby Claddock campsite open and Castletown Town Hall closed by anti-social pupils. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Fast am I, Siobhan Fletcher. Fast am I. Former Health and Social Care Minister Rob Callister has been told he must apologise for his inappropriate conduct. It follows a report from the Timwold Standards and Members Interest Committee into his dismissal in November last year. The Onken MHK refutes their findings. The Education Minister has addressed inaccuracies shared online regarding the relationships in sexual education curriculum. The classes are currently paused on the island while the government undertakes a review of what's being taught on the matter in secondary schools. A former site foreman has been handed a 12-month suspended prison sentence after being found guilty of failings which led to the death of his co-worker. Stephen Phillips of Kittelin Lane in Port Erin was sentenced at Douglas Courthouse today, alongside his employer at the time, SCS. In international news, a major hunt which includes the use of drones, dogs and helicopters is underway to find a two-month-old baby after its missing parents were spotted and arrested on suspicion of neglect. Constance Martin and Mark Gordon have avoided the authorities since January. The UK Education Secretary says teachers should pause strikes in order to get round the table for talks. Three days of actions have started, with different parts of England and Wales taking action at different times. And after describing himself as a total coke addict in an interview in 2019, Rishi Sunak revealed he's cut down on Coca-Cola. He's been visiting one of the company's plants in County Antrim and says he now only drinks one a week. There are your headlines, news at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Siobhan, from the Runnelsway Met Office. Uh, there is no wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of sea is slight. And for this evening, dry, partially cloudy with a moderate wind coming in from the northeast. Lowest temperature, 3 Celsius. For Jacrane, Wednesday, dry with bright intervals and a passing light shower or two, up to 9 degrees. Dry overnight into Thursday, minimum 6 Celsius. And for Jordane, dry and settle with a light breeze, top temperature 8 degrees. High water was a couple of minutes ago. Sunsets at 7 minutes before 6 tonight. Low water a minute to midnight. High tide tomorrow morning, 28 minutes before 7. And sunrise, 8 minutes past 7. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com 
Former Health and Social Care Minister Rob Callister, MHK, has been told he must apologise for inappropriate conduct following a report from the Timwall Standards and Members Interest Committee into his dismissal in November last year. Mr Callister refutes the findings. Uh, we have his statement. It's been voiced by my colleague Siobhan Fletcher. Over the past six years, I have probably worked in more government departments than most current members of Timwald, and therefore I am fully aware of the protocols and procedures expected when working alongside civil servants. Even when those relationships have become strained and difficult due to the nature of the role we undertake as publicly elected members from time to time, at no point would I ever get involved in any employment or disciplinary issue concerning a member of staff. I did write formally to the committee on the 18th of February 2023, appealing that they again look at this particular part of the report and its final conclusions, but that request appears to have been declined. I also have serious concerns that a single line that may or may not have been said in a private discussion between senior civil servants and their minister, in which no minutes or notes were taken, has been taken completely out of context. The government code is very clear when it says that confidence is the indispensable foundation of a good relationship between ministers and civil servants. I don't believe I was given sufficient time as the minister to build that good working relationship with the most senior civil servants within the Department of Health and Social Care. A former site foreman's been handed a 12-month suspended prison sentence after being found guilty of failings which led to the death of his co-worker. Stephen Phillips of Kitterland Lane in Port Aaron was sentenced at Douglas Courthouse today alongside his employer at the time, SCS. In court for Manx Radio, Tessa Hawley. Last year, the 37-year-old was acquitted of the manslaughter of his colleague Gary Skelding following a trial. However, the jury did find Phillips guilty of failing to take reasonable care of the health and safety of himself and others on the 4th of August 2020 at King William's College. Mr Skelding, who was 56 years old, was killed when the six-metre-high scaffolding rig the men were working on collapsed after being overloaded with fireboard plasterboard. The court heard Phillips had made a number of failings on the day, including departing from the agreed method of work, not doing a risk assessment and removing a handrail. Addressing the court, Mr Skelding's wife said her life had been changed irreversibly adding no one expects their husband to go to work in the morning and not come home again. Was he scared? Was he in pain? Did he know he was going to die? She questioned. Those thoughts never leave me. Gaz didn't deserve this and neither did I. SCS had previously admitted to failing to ensure the health, safety and well-being of its employees. Today, the court heard that the company had not followed industry standards, didn't carry out routine inspections of the scaffolding and almost all employees on the site had out-of-date training. Passing sentence, Deemster Sandeep Kainth told both parties, of course, both of you have to live with the fact that on your watch a death occurred. That's going to be difficult. SCS was ordered to pay a financial penalty of £200,000 within three months. Philip's custodial sentence will be suspended for 12 months. Deemster Kainth described the incident as a tragic accident, adding that accident ended Mr Skelding's life and brought grief and misery to the lives of his family and friends. The Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wint. Pastor Mike, good evening. It's 23 minutes now before six. A review into the new relationships and sex education curriculum which has been taught in the Isle of Man schools will be published 
as soon as possible. Commitment made by the Education, Sport and Culture Minister Julie Edge MHK in the House of Keys this morning after her department paused the classes due to concerns from parents. The department are aware of the concerns being raised around the RSE advisory curriculum currently being delivered within our <coughs> secondary schools and as such have initiated an external investigation. Safeguarding and well-being of all of our students is of paramount importance <coughs> in all the decisions and therefore the Department has taken the decision to pause all our heresy delivery across both primary and secondary education. The Department are also aware of a video which is currently in circulation via social media platforms and are concerned at a number of the claims being raised within that video, which, are clearly, which will clearly be clarified during the process of the external investigation. However, even at this point, before the outcome of the external investigation is understood, the Department would like to clarify that the document referred to and included within the video is a document from a third-party organisation and forms no part of the curriculum which has been delivered within our primary or secondary schools. The Department are in the process of appointing an independent external investigator to ensure the facts of the situation are understood and any appropriate further action can then be undertaken based upon those facts. The Department are currently putting together a terms of reference for this investigation and I'm happy to circulate that to honourable members in due course. But whilst I recognise all of the concerns being raised, I will be unable to comment any further until the facts have been established. I'd kindly ask all honourable members and the public to refrain from speculating any further until the completion of the investigation to ascertain the facts and return with the report in due course containing the next steps and any appropriate actions. Over 2,000 people have signed a petition to keep the Solby Claddock campsite open. Last week, government announced campers won't be able to stay there overnight because the toilet block needs to be demolished. Petitioner and representative of the Manx Motorhome Group, Keith Pringle, told Manx Radio when the news was announced, he contacted DEFA. I called a meeting with DEFA, which was last Friday, to discuss it. The answer was basically, it's just not going to open. And overnight parking, its meal had been suspended as well. So then I decided to uh, start the petition to see what the general public feel about it. The general overall consensus is overwhelming that they want they don't want the Sobe Claddock to close. They want it open. And that includes not just uh, Isle of Man residents, it's visitors from all over the world that come each year to visit. And uh, of course, the local, we've got two local pubs in that area, the Sobe Glen Hotel, and then you've got the Ginger Hall Hotel. They're upset as well because they're going to lose a lot of business over this. What are you planning to do with the petition? There's a meeting at the Solby Hotel tomorrow evening at six o'clock with the petition in hand. We can then just decide what we're going to do with it. What would your message to DEFA be? I would ask DEFA to reconsider their decision, get Solby Claddocks open again, run it the way it used to be run three years ago for common sense sake and for everyone on the, on the island. Can I ask... What's the general feeling like? We had news about Smeal and now we got the news about the Claddock. How does the motorhome group, how do, how do the people feel? Smeal was a popular location in the north of the island and they've banned us from parking overnight, which is really a shame because a lot of people just enjoy parking up and enjoying nature. Then three days later, we get the news that um, Sylby Claddocks is not going to open. So, mm. so obviously the general feeling is a lot of people are upset. <laughs> Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Ben McCree departed Hesham at four minutes past two. She's uh, just in the inner harbour in Douglas at the moment. Spinning round, we'll be going slower turn on to the Lynx Pan very shortly. 
Departing this evening at 7.45 for Hesham, arriving there at about half past 11. The overnight departure from Lancashire's at 2.15am, back to Douglas at 6 tomorrow morning, and the morning departure, the Ben McCree departs at 8.45 for Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Politicians on the Isle of Man have been asked to consider changing the law so that people who appear in court aren't named. Self-styled YouTube activist and Douglas councillor Frank Schwengel says he wants to see a system where justice is served in the courtroom and not on social media. Before and after conviction, we should not publish the names. Before conviction should be a no-brainer because, you know, innocent until proven guilty and this may jeopardise a court case. Very simple. And even after conviction, we should not do it because it's the court that dish out the punishment. The views there of Frank Schwengel, who's written to the island's MHKs, highlighting his concerns about the way crimes are reported, saying it's a gross violation of a defendant's privacy. But to take the opposing view, maintaining a free press is seen as an essential element in maintaining democracy. In his letter, Mr Schwengel has also accused the media of not acting in an acceptable and responsible manner. So what is it that he'd like to see instead? Ideally, if the media were amicable and responsible, or a little more responsible, then a voluntary code would be good to at the very least say, look, at least before someone is convicted of anything, we will not report the names and the details, even if we were allowed to under current regulations. And even if it is technically public information, anyone can go into the court, but not everyone does. It's the newspapers that bring the information from the court to the public. So ideally, a voluntary code that says, okay, we're going to stop publishing information at least until people are convicted. But really, what I would like to see is a hard stop being put by the lawmakers to say, unless there is a public safety exception, so if you know if we have a very, very serious offense that affects national security, then it should not be allowed to ever publish any details of any offenders before or after conviction. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before six, investment managers Man Group surged to the top of the FTSE 250 index as it reported a rise in full-year pre-tax profit and assets under management amid industry-beating net inflows. In the year to the end of December 2022, core pre-tax profit was up 18% on the prior year at $779 million, a 14-year high. This was driven by growth in management fee earnings and a strong performance fee outcome for a second consecutive year. The company reported assets under management grew to $143.3 billion from $138.4 billion at the end of September 22, and net inflows for the year were $3.1 billion, 5.3% ahead of the industry. The company said this was despite clear headwinds elsewhere in the asset management industry. And for a full daily market report, go to Ramsey Crook If you've been to Dublin recently, this may resonate with you. Dublin's top of the league for the cost of a three-course meal for two. It's now more expensive in Dublin to dine than in London, Paris or Rome. After the hospitality sector was affected badly by the COVID-era closures, the Irish government has said the lower VAT rate of 9% instead of 13.5% will continue until September in an attempt to aid continued recovery. But despite the ongoing cost of living 
housing crisis, consumers in Ireland are continuing to spend in restaurants. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European stock closed down after a mixture of losses and flat trading. The US dollar steadied. Oil rose, supported by hopes of a solid economic rebound in China. And gold slipped to a two-month low. The numbers from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 was down three quarters of a percent at 7,876. The DAX in Frankfurt down marginally a hundredth of a percent at 15,379. Currently in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrials down a third of a percent at 32,781. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up a quarter of a percent at 11,493. And the S&P 500 in Chicago up almost a tenth of a percent at 3,985. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling is trading at one US dollar, 21 cents, one euro, 14 cents, and 22 South African rand, 20 cents. And finally, in commodities, gold's up six tenths of a percent at $1,826 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up just over 2% at $83.69. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. Automatic number plate recognition is one of the key tools the DOI uses to flag untaxed vehicles being used on the Isle of Man. But having the technology available in 2023 hasn't been straightforward. The Infrastructure Minister, Chris Thomas, MHK. Automatic number plate recognition technology is used on the roadside and identifies those vehicles on which drivers have not paid vehicle duty. The technology is very mobile and is used all over the island, sometimes in places that people might not first expect. This year, however, because of staffing difficulties arising from budget issues, the, che- the checks have not been taking place as much as they would have done previously. Your question, Mr. Morehouse. How often is the data collected? The Minister suggested this year that um, checks have been taking place less frequently, and does the focus remain on the main roads into Douglas? It is suggest we're going to more rural areas, but at a time when resources are limited, is that actually happening? I'm not aware of any focus on the main road, Douglas. Look out for them on the mountain, look out for them in the glens, look out for them on back roads, look out for them on main roads. The, the, the law is in place for static collecting of ANPR um, data, which can then be used to generate reminder letters that you don't have tax that's in force and that you're driving without valid tax and do something about it within two weeks and are looking to change the law in several respects. First of all, to think about if it goes through the consultation and the legislation to have fixed penalty notices rather than a warning letter for two weeks also looking to make sure that the mobility can be enhanced. Mr Ashford. Is the long term plan of the department still to move to a paperless system as was announced four years ago in May 2019 by the then minister bearing in mind it's now been nine years this year since the UK phased out paper discs? Yes so therefore that project has been ongoing with the post office to prepare for a long long time and as soon as the uh, resources are available, the project will be fully implemented. 
Manx Radio Sport. Faster my Rob Pritchard. Faster my good evening. Starting this evening with hockey, and the Isle of Man under 18s girls hockey team have reached the final eight of a high level competition in the UK. On Sunday, the squad travelled to face league under 18 girls in a rescheduled clash in the EH under 18 girls championships tier two plate. In a closely fought contest, both teams were locked at 2 2 at the end of normal time, with Lucy Passy and Hannah Ashton Forster bagging the goals for the Manx side. With the match going the full distance, the Island side then sealed the contest 2-1 on penalties. The result means the squad progressed to the quarter-final stages, where they'll face Alton and West Warwickshire girls under-18s this coming Sunday. In boxing, Manx ABC and Yorkshire Select have both been praised for a highly entertaining night of action in a record-breaking local event at the weekend. 16 bouts took place at the Villa Marina on Saturday, with representation at both junior and senior level, including three all-female contests. One of those was the main event, which saw local star Jay Burden face Yorkshire's Jessica Teven in a senior elite female lightweight contest, with Burden emerging victorious by unanimous decision. Another big milestone in the evening was for Manx fighter TJ Fair making his pro debut in a senior elite featherweight showdown with Yorkshire's Manny Tanvir. Fair was only narrowly edged out via a split decision against Tanvir after a spirited performance against his skillful British opponent. Elsewhere for Ireland competitors, there were wins on the night for Harley Sawanski, Keelan Redfern, Leo Creer and Michael Osborne. And finally, in cycling, Manxman Tyler Hannay says he's happy to have made a good start to the calendar year after he took part in his first competitive event of 2023 at the weekend. Hannay returned to racing on Saturday for his new team, Italian-based under-23 outfit Mastromarco Sensenibli at the Firenze Empoli, before going on to claim a ninth-place finish in the GP La Torre event the following day in challenging weather conditions. Taken to social media, Hannay says it was the coldest race he's ever done, but it's good to get a top-ten finish on the board early doors. <laughs> Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Everything's fine inbound and outbound at Ronaldsway. Uh, two flights arriving around 7.30. EasyJet inbound from Manchester on time and EasyJet from London Gatwick. Then it's the 5 to 8 Logan Air from Liverpool, the returning patient transfer plane, and the 5 past 8 Logan Air inbound from London City showing on time. Outbound tonight, 6 o'clock, Logan Air patient transfer planes outbound, 6 o'clock, that's on time. 10 past 8, EasyJet back to Manchester, and around the same time, the EasyJet back to London Gatwick. On the roads, in Douglas, Victoria Road's closed between Broadway and Marathon Road for resurfacing. You've got narrow lanes and temporary pedestrian crossing on Victoria Street, Douglas. Temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for that new pedestrian crossing. In Braddon, temporary 24-hour lights on Bala Oats Road near Union Mills Football Club. Water main repairs there. Temporary 24-hour lights in Oncombe on uh, Mountain Road at Hillbury for cover repair work. The Mountain Road is fine, by the way. No fog tonight. Temporary lights on the main road near Greba Castle for resurfacing and temporary lights on the main road in Ballabeg near Arbury Parish Hall for that new zebra crossing. In Regaby, a series of temporary closures on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement. Uh, Coast roads closed between Jerby and the Len for resurfacing and the Ballaminic Road's got uh, phase closures for water main replacement. Temporary lights on the Jerby Road Sandygate for those water main um, installations. And in Ramsey, temporary lights on Marketplace for the new pedestrian crossing. Canal Lane Ramsey's between Parliament Street and Water Street for scaffolding work. Castle Street one-way northbound in Castle Town. Temporary closures in Peel around East Key and the Prom for work on the road surface and pavements. And between Peel and St John's, temporary lights on the main road, they're working on the pavements. Massimo Tyres. Budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at... 
closed because of pupils. Anti-social behaviour bias pupils have led to a temporary closure of Castletown Town Hall for an hour a day. The details from Chanel Suku. Castletown commissioners say the decision to close between 1pm and 2pm daily follows a sustained period of anti-social behaviour by a small number of secondary school pupils, which is affecting significant time from the commissioner's employees and members of the constabulary. Unfortunately, it also affects access to the library. Town Clerk Hugo McKenzie told Manx Radio the matter has been under regular discussion between staff members and the board since January, and it also centres around a small number of individuals who are known. He added, while today is the first day of the closure, it is intended to be a temporary measure while the commissioners look at longer-term solutions. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Every little helps is the message from the chair of the Climate Transformation Board following the publication of a survey hoping to gather opinions on government cost-cutting tips and whether the advice also made residents, you and me, think of climate change. MHK Daphne Kane says the combination is a win-win. It informs our decisions over how we put messages out there that are aimed to help our community. We are tackling the big things, the big items. Banks Utilities is looking at the energy generation and decarbonising how we get our electricity by 2030 and also installing some renewable generation on island. So the big things are happening, but actually every little helps. Every person can make a difference in their own life and the benefits aren't just in terms of reducing carbon emissions, they reduce your energy bills. So it's a win-win. In some ways, I think the cost of living crisis has encouraged more people to make those small changes because there are benefits to reducing your energy bills as well as reducing you, you know the amount of energy you need to heat your house to power your light bulbs undoubtedly there's one thing after another and there's a certain amount of the population who will never be convinced that every little thing we do directly has a bearing on the Isle of Man overall but every little does have an impact you know every drop of water in the ocean is a drop of water we know from Laxey and other parts of the island the impact of flood conditions from rising sea levels from storm conditions bigger um, worse weather events rainfall so it's all part of a pattern and the scientists are convinced that our behaviour directly links to increasing global temperatures but actually in the meantime all those little measures can add up to quite a lot of savings and who wouldn't want greater energy efficiency of their house better air tightness cleaner electric vehicles driving around without pollution cleaner atmosphere warmer houses lower energy bills that's it for update tonight compiled from the resources of manx radio's news department Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher, producer Rhianne Evans. Stick around. Countryside's back with Kiri Kermode and Simon Clark after the news at six o'clock. Then the greatest hits with Chris Kinley, the folk show with John Barker at nine and after hours with Rhianne tonight at ten o'clock. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. I'll see you in March. W-I-N-T.